watching it because it's very intense. Hey, Dan. What's up? Nothing much. Uh, today's show, we're going to preview, like, Cubs doing a lot better lately. Uh, Tiger Woods. Is he back? We think so. NBA playoffs. Basically, and explain it to man at the end. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Cubs, was it four of their last five they've won? Or three of the last four? I don't know. It's a great question. Three, three of the last four. Three of the last four. Because Angels got uh, delay, or postponed. Uh, correct. Which now sucks that we have to play a tr- uh, Mike Trout Angels team sometime in this. Isn't like June 2nd they rescheduled? Whatever. Um, I don't know. That's exactly what a struggling baseball team needs. They need to play the Angels. They need to play the Marlins. And then this weekend, is it the Diamondbacks at home? Diamondbacks at home. It is. This is what a struggling baseball team needs. Dan, just, I don't know. I've, I haven't been able to watch much. I've been, like, yeah, ass, ass deep in homework. So, like, obviously they've been winning. Javier Baez had three straight games with three hits. Yep. But I haven't actually been watching a ton because I've been in homework. I know Matt's been real busy. So, what are you thinking? No, the big, biggest takeaway is the starting rotation is starting to look awesome. Darvish actually pitched decently well. Quintana shoved the other night. Hamels went eight innings against the Angels. Like, the starting rotation, obviously Lester's on the uh, DL or IL, whatever you want to call it. But you're going to get them back really quick. And hopefully Tyler Chadwood won't have to start a baseball game. Yeah, I mean, the rain delay kind of worked out nicely because we were able to skip over Chadwood and not have to see that guy. I mean, I, I don't mind my, my – I guess I, I don't mind as much out of the bullpen, but I'm not sure if I could take another uh, Chatwood start. I think I kind of – I put that in the back of my head and just forgot all about it. So, if I have to watch that again, that would really suck. But, no, Hamels has been – I don't, I think Quintana has, like, some crazy, like – well, he hasn't he has let up a run in his last two starts. I think he's gone, like, 16 innings. He's, like, zero yeah. or something like that. And same with Hamels. Hamels has been dominant in his last two starts. So, it's almost like the guys have been uh, – they realize, you know, like, we're, like, we're kind of – we need to step it up here. We need to uh, – we need to hold hold the other teams. I obviously hold the other teams' offense, especially when Lester, like when you got Lester out, the uh, shortened rotation. So it's like they kind of taking taking responsibility. And it's almost it's it's nice because all I've heard is from White Sox fans is you know thanks for Q, thanks for Q. So if you can keep this going, it'd be really nice. So I can start firing back some comebacks to all the Sox fans who are telling me, or there are all the Sox fans who say who say thanks for Eloy and Cease for Q. So if I could finally get some revenge on that and start you know throwing it back in their face, that'd be very nice. Yeah, and Darvish could go in six six innings to earn. Can't ask for more than that. Bro. Exactly. At least at least right now. Exactly. I was at the library and I just saw a text man in our group chat. Just there's something like, "What the fuck, Darvish?" I'm like, "Oh no, what's gonna happen?" Because usually every time he's texted that into our group chat this year, I'll get a bunch of alerts where it's just a a storm of runs by the other team. And this time he controlled it, so we didn't get the storm. He looked good. Uh, I, think he, I think he left his. I think he gave up two runs in the, in the first inning in that start. That's why I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I saw the text, and then the next alert was like a solo home run. I'm like, "Oh shit!" And then he did fine. And I love yeah, how the bullpen, the bullpen, all of a sudden is just like, "Okay, we're good now." Like, don't worry. Yeah. I know we're the offenses we played the last three series are not good. They're bottom half offenses, but they're still performing, and that's all that matters right now. Get the confidence up. And this, this success is, or the, not success, but like this whole string, this is without Rizzo and Bryant being able to hit. Oh, they've been bad. They've been real bad. And if you're saying, I mean, you, you got to beat up on the bad team. So you're just like doing your job. I, I never like when people say, like, if the Bears play the Jets and they win 45 nothing, it's like, oh, it's the fucking Jets. Who cares? It's like, I mean, yeah, it's the Jets. But you're, it's, you're playing your schedule and you're. 
beating teams who should be – and you're beating them handedly. I mean, like, last night's game was, like, a two-run game. Uh, the night before that, we beat the Marlins, like, I don't even know. Like, I think I don't think Five it was two. closer. Yeah, I saw, okay, like, a little bit closer, but – or no, not, not closer. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're beating the bad teams, like, you're doing what you should do. So, I, I, I never, I've never been a fan of the take of, well, you're playing, like, the Marlins and uh, Angels and the Diamondbacks this weekend. Like, you're, you're doing what you should do if you're beating those teams. Correct. And, and our guy, Wilson Contreras, man. Six homer, six homers already. He he drove in three the other night. He's swinging a hot bat. I like what he's doing. It's like because Joe won't like specifically say what they worked on like in the off season and uh, spring training, but just like looking at clips of him from last year, he's getting ready like before the pitch is thrown, which you think would help in Major League Baseball. But last year he was just waiting too long to get his hands and his leg kick ready. This year it's a less of a leg kick, and his hands are back earlier. And so far, it's working, and I like it. KB is a little concerning, though, to be honest. I mean, I know Rizzo, Rizzo, he's hot and cold, kind of like he, he starts out, he'll start out slow a lot of years is what it seems like to me. I don't know if the stats actually back that up, but I have confidence in Rizzo because he'll still get on base, he'll still take his walks and uh, manufacture, not manufacture, but can I, he'll get on base however he can. Oh, yeah. But Brian's, like, concerning. Brian's very concerning to me right now. Brian's only concerning because of last year. It was like – I beat last year was physical, and I just hope like nothing mental is like broken, because <laughs> yeah. some baseball players are weird like that. Where once they go through an eighty game stretch where they suck, their their brain is just broken because for their entire life they've been the top dog on their travel team, on their college team, and just like wow, I stink. But uh, did you guys see the stat where it's, we've scored more runs than the Brewers and given up less runs than the Brewers, but they have like three more wins. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Well, I mean, that's I, those are those numbers are kind of skewed, not skewed because like the Cubs, like as we know, uh, sometimes they'll they'll put up like like twenty runs in one game. So I, I, where it may seem like we're like the better offense, we might be the better offense. I'm not saying you know one way or the other, but I think those numbers are kind of like those numbers can definitely be skewed, especially when Correct. the Cubs. If you put up like twenty runs in one game, then like the rest of the games you win by one run. Like, I think the Mariners last year they were like first in their division for a long time. They had like a negative run differential. I don't know. It just seems like, like sometimes the numbers numbers do lie sometimes. I think, but no, it definitely is upsetting. And I, I, we are we are coming back and playing good baseball. I mean, super super early in the season, like we were saying before, and like we were all freaking out a little bit. I'm sure, like if if we admit it or not, I'm not sure, but we were we were definitely all freaking out. But it's still super. Even still, it's super early in the season. So, I mean, I, we're definitely gonna, we definitely have time in series. We played like the Pirates and the uh, Brewers. Those are the only two. Division. NL teams, yeah, NL Central teams we've played. And, I mean, the Brewers and the Cardinals are the only two I actually see uh, fighting for that first spot, obviously. So, a lot, a lot of baseball left. We're, we're definitely looking up, though. Yeah. Um, go to the White Sox a little bit. White Sox, 7-10, lost today against the Royals. Big brawl because Tim Anderson likes to have fun, and he pimped a home run. Royals did not like that. Mm-hmm. Ned Yost is very old school. Had, I don't know who was pitching for the Royals. Hit him right in the ass. Brawl ensued. I don't know, just I'm tired of these old people. Just, it, it makes baseball not fun, and I want baseball to be fun. Uh, Matt, do you have any opinions on – strong opinions on bat flipping? Because I don't know. Well, I mean, who, everyone loves bat flipping unless you're an old white. Uh, but I, it's just I, – I like Tim Anderson a lot. I'm a big fan of Tim Anderson. Obviously, he's ripping the cover off the ball. But I like how he – like, he, he's gotten into, like, multiple altercations with, with like, Marcus Stroman, like, two years ago, I think. I think that was two years ago. He's gotten into it with the Royals before, like – I don't, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure when all these happened, but I just have heard have heard of them like in recent, you know, with, with the uh, the brawl today. But I was kind of surprised. Like, Sal Perez had like comments about him. Like, I don't know. Again, I don't know when this was, but 
I guess Tim Anderson hits a home run and he stares at it or he, he's like got too excited according to Sal Perez. And he goes like he's never played in the playoffs. Like what? Like why is he getting excited? Like you shouldn't like, get excited if you you know it's the playoffs. I'm just surprised because Sal Perez like he he seems like he's old, but he's actually surprisingly young. I'm not sure exactly how young he is, but he's like shockingly young, in my opinion. Like, I, I would think he'd be older, but yeah, I, I, mean, I think the Royals are just a bunch of boners in general. They've always been a bunch of boners. Like it's it's always fun to just. It seems like every year we have a Royals White Sox just rivalry, yeah, not rivalry, but just like always, some beef. There's at least one bench clearing brawl. Dan, what do you what do you guys say about this uh this whole ordeal? No, I love bat flipping, and you're right about the whole like Sox Royals feud. And I think it's a little bit easier for teams that are robbed when they're battling at the bottom of the division where they don't have a lot to lose. Yeah. So yeah, but, but that's pretty much it. You got to be you got to be a boring old boner to not like bat flips. Yeah, especially like, when, especially when it's just clear that they, I, I, I don't like a bat flip when somebody hits like a, like somebody like Wilson Contreras does it a lot. Obviously, I don't mind when Willie does it, but I, I've seen other players do it where they like just like pimp a bat flip on like a double in the gap. Oh yeah, Willie's done that. Willie's done that for he barely makes. He just like head slide into second base because he was staring at it for too long. Yeah, they didn't realize it. Like it hits off the top of the wall. Obviously, I'm never gonna be mad at Willie, but I, I'm not a fan of a bat flip. You should only bat flip when it's just a no doubter. Yeah, absolute like no yeah. Cause you're just like real. I mean, yeah, you should like, like real bad. I feel like Carl, Carlos Gomez has done that at least. Like five Tim times. Tim Anderson's was clearly justified. I, I like the, I like the White Sox this year. I mean, I don't like them. I'm not rooting for them. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like White Sox fans, again, this is our Cubs bias coming out. But I feel like – I almost feel like this is, like, factual, to be totally honest. Again, again, this is complete Cubs bias, but it really seems like Cubs fans don't give a shit about the White Sox. Like, okay, they could be 10-7 right now. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy for them or mad at them. I won't be happy if they're losing. I won't be mad if they're winning. It's just like, eh, whatever. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm kind of liking how there's, you know, two, two, two teams are in Chicago again. The White Sox are, like – Seem like a very exciting team, even if they're not. I mean, they have the same record as the Cubs practically, but they got some like young pieces. They got Eloy, Rodon's been better, I believe. I really yeah. have no idea about Rodon. I don't know why I said him, but I mean, obviously Tim Anderson, like we were talking about. So I don't know. It's nice having nice having two teams in Chicago. Man. I, I'm liking the buzz around the LA Sox. It's making things more more entertaining. All the players that need to show something are showing something. Like Tim Anderson, he's batting 457. It's not going to keep up, but he's kicking the shit out of the baseball. Yohan Mankata. Hating the absolute shit out of the baseball. Eloy Jimenez just had two home runs in New York. Like, he's performing. Everyone they need to perform is performing. That's all you got to see. Like, if Yomar Sanchez is not doing good this year, it doesn't oh, matter in the long run. Like, oh, boy. And, yeah, yeah and, then, and then they replace him with uh, Madrigal later exa- on. Exactly. Like, Adam Engel, oh, he can't swing. Like, who gives a shit? Like, he's going to be gone in two years anyway or whatever. He stays. Whatever yeah. timeline is. But – if I'm a Sox fan, I'd be very excited, very happy. This is exactly what you want to see. So, congrats for the White Sox. It's going to be fun for you guys soon. Uh, Danny, you have anything White Sox-wise? No. I'm going to kind of just talk about it all. Yeah. What's the uh, next on the uh, – uh, Tiger. Oh. Tiger finally. He finally did it, which it wasn't like – it was an awesome time. Like, the final – the back nine, once he won, like, the celebration with his family was absolutely awesome. Jin Nance, like – Trying to make him cry was hilarious, but like, that was it. Uh, I just kept calling him macaroni, Maldoni or something. Whatever Italian guy Neither was. Neither of those are anywhere near it, but yeah. It, yeah, but he just fell apart. Like oh, when, no. when he hit when he hit the water on twelve, I just started laughing because I'm like, okay, this is over. This guy can't handle it. And then was it fifteen? He doubled again. Yep. Yep. And then he won the water on fifteen. They both did. They do twenty feet now. Twenty feet now. Oh, yeah. Too. 
guy's huge, but yeah. This guy is, looks like he could play quarterback. He's wearing Jays, I think, or some kind of Nike. So uh, I like how Tony Fino, he's awesome. He can hit the hell out of the ball because he is huge. But Brooks Kepka, that sucks because I, I kind of got like swept under the rug. When he was on 18, he bogeyed and he missed like a six foot putt that went dead straight. He just put, he like pulled it left. And if he makes that putt, they go to a playoff because Tiger missed that whatever 15 footer. And obviously, Tiger would play the hole differently if he knew he had to like par instead of bogey. But I don't know. Good for Tiger, Dan. You got him at what? Well, what number did you get him at again? I got him at I got him at plus three hundred the night before. Ugh. How much you put down? Just ten, one thirty. Hell yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Well. So it's a solid winning because me and Pritchie were out at the bar. We were just like bantering with the bartender about Tiger, about how he's back, and uh, and he, and me and Pritchie just like talked to. We were like. We got to put money on Tiger. Like, we have to. He's going to win tomorrow. And he did. And it was great. And it was probably one of the most memorable sports moments I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. I, I, I was off to be around for the day uh, for multiple reasons. I mean, not because it was fucking, like, snowing like crazy outside. And I know you're not a Thrones guy, Dan. But, like, I think that, like, that this whole that whole Sunday was, will be a very memorable. Very I, I memorable. did I did watch the first episode of Game of Thrones. Did you? What would you think of or it? The, or, the, or the first episode of the season. What did you think? Season. It was all right. I liked it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah, it, wasn't, no... it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the greatest thing in the world. Well, yeah, when you have absolutely no clue what's going on, I did the same thing for Harry Potter. I think I watched, <laughs> I watched like parts, like very small parts of like the the newer, not newer, the older movies, and I think like the seventh movie or something like that. How many movies are there? Are there seven it, movies? it wasn't Harry Potter. It was The Hobbit. No, no, I'm not. Talking oh, about different that. story. Okay, different different situation. I was watching Harry. I watched, I watched however many Harry Potter movies there are. I haven't a clue, but I watched the last one only. I think I got the, the gist of it just through watching that. Probably not, definitely not actually. But no, I, I, I it's a respectful move. I mean, it was. It, I think I'll definitely be. It's definitely a very memorable moment. But I really just don't like give that much of a shit about golf. The only only time I would ever watch golf is if it's uh, the Masters and it's like coming down to it, or if it's Tiger in it. So. So you got the perfect storm this weekend. Actually, not even not even if it's Tiger's in it, because like Tiger, like there were a few moments before where Tiger was in it, and it wasn't the Masters, and I was like, ah, yeah, it's okay. I'll I'll I'll, I'll see the highlights on Twitter. But I'm in the Masters, and there's nothing else going on. It's, like, snow and life. That's a, a, the other reason why it's snowed, like, crazy here, which, I mean, is HBO just paying paying for the weather to be changed. I'm not sure how they did it. But, uh, yeah, no, it was definitely a very memorable very memorable Sunday. And I'm not going to steal Big Cat's take here. i got to give him the credit for it. But he was saying if Tiger hadn't won, if it was, say, it was, like, Tony Finau actually won, and that macaroni guy, the Italian guy, with that choke job he had, like, if it was anybody else who won, like, be, like that would be the talk of the town. Like, that would be an all-time choke. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, so he kind of got saved. It's, like, kind of obviously shitty luck that he lost. But if you're going to lose to anyone, like, Tiger would be, like, the perfect person to do it because no one's ever going to, like, ever going to remember that you choked that bad. Jacob, yeah. you got any take out, take um, out on Tiger? I don't know. I'm a big golf fan. I like golfing a lot in person. So, I like watching golf because I like – although I'll never be able to do anything they're, like, doing. I like to look at their approach and try to, you know, put it in my game. So, watching Tiger win was – it brought a tear to my eye. Like, I got – my eyes were full. Tears did not fall, but it was great. It was a great moment. And then Jim Nance, after, like, trying to make him cry, like, they showed the side-by-side in 97 when he hugged his dad after he won, and then him hugging his son. That's pretty damn cool. Did he cry yeah. or not? Tiger, uh... He, he, got, he got a little, like, like murky-eyed, but not, like, not, like, cry. No. Yeah. And I don't know who the guy was. Who was the... Do you know who the white guy was celebrating, like, with his family? Because that guy was going nuts. I had no idea who that was. I was trying to figure it out, but... Okay. Yeah, just I guess a personal friend of Tiger, but uh, good for him. Hopefully, I think hopefully he'll catch uh, 
Jack. That'd be pretty cool to watch. It'd be mm-hmm. like a. Well, I'm trying to think what I can compare it to. Like, probably Barry Bonds, like, home run chase. Although baseball is every day, golf majors are every, like, two months for the first half of the year. Like, kind of just watching countdown, trying to get to him. I don't know. But, I, didn't, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. But, yeah, I can't go get that, go get that record, uh, Tiger. Yeah, I think Jack Nicholas has 18 majors, Tiger. That I just put him at 14. Have you guys 15, seen his dick pic? That was, that was his 15th, 15. I thought. Have oh, you guys yeah. seen Tiger's dick pic? Huge. I was always, I mean, it was definitely big, but it was just weird. like one of the weirder looking penises. I, would definitely I never, I never saw it. Oh, damn. I'll send it to you later. Don't worry. <laughs> I got to save. Uh, NBA playoffs. Patrick Beverly is just with the shits, as always. Really giving it to Kevin Durant. Warriors blew a 31 point lead in, over, in, uh, in the second half. I just, I don't know. Matt, do you want to talk about anything? I don't really watch anything. And I know you want to bring up about Patrick Beverly. Oh, man, I definitely want to talk about Patrick Beverly. He's just a very entertaining guy. He's one of those guys that you hate to play against, but if he's on your team, you, you love him. Like an Andrew Shaw type player for the uh, Hawks back in the Stanley Cup runs, those three Stanley Cups they won. But I just, I mean, I felt like we needed to give him a shout-out. We're, we're Chicago Chicago sports podcast, Skyline Sports. I'm not sure what high school he went to, but I do know he's from the uh, west side. I believe he will I, – I, I've seen – I saw a video about him and uh, Russell Westbrook's feud before, and his whole background is like he uh, didn't get recruited heavily, or out of the, or out of college. I'm, I think he went to he went to Arkansas, or no, was it UNLV or Arkansas? Um, One of those Patrick two. Patrick Beverly went yeah. to Arkansas. So went to Arkansas, and I don't think he was very heavily recruited like into the NBA out of college. I think he played overseas, but obviously he came back and uh, made a name for himself in the NBA. But I'm mean, out. I, I just respect guys who, I just respect any guys who just like can get like the. It's like, well, he's like Lance Stevenson, but better. It seemed like he's like Lance Stevenson uh, guarding LeBron back when he was on the Pacers, Pacers versus Heat rivalry days. But it seems like he's actually playing good defense, and he's actually like a good player, whereas Lance Stevenson just seemed like a clown and like was just like doing goofy shit, and everyone would laugh at him. But he wasn't actually LeBron's ear. But then like LeBron would probably just like blow, back, like blow by him and dunk it in everyone's face. But like he's actually like he's actually playing good defense. Like he's actually in Katie's head. So I, I just wanted to give him a shout-out. I always respect those kinds of guys who uh, got the – I mean, Benjamin Cunningham is my – with my, like my bear player of the year or some shit. So I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know I respect the grip. Dan, do you have any any uh, playoff to go ahead before I? No, I, I I didn't really watch a whole lot, but I, the whole ba- Patrick Beverly thing I love. I just love a scrappy guy that could just trigger superstars. Yeah. So hats off to Patrick Beverly. They're down by 30, 30 the other night, thirty one points, and they came back and won. The only the Warriors are the only team in the uh, NBA to have lost a finals after being up three one and to have lost a thirty one point lead. I have a 31-point lead in the game and lose, so I don't know, maybe. I would love to see the Clippers sweep them out of the playoffs and get that $20 Venmo from Dan when the Warriors are out. Um, I don't know. Any other games? Like, Jamal Murray towards the end of that game, too, against the Spurs, they were, like, I think up three, and then Jamal Murray knocks down two straight threes with, like, two minutes left. That's pretty badass. Um, I didn't see game two of that one, but I saw game one. I watched game one, and it's just funny how, like, the Spurs, it's, like, no matter who who's, like, in those jerseys, it's, like, yep, Spurs are always, always going to win no matter, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, Orlando shocked Toronto the first game. Toronto then proceeded to blow their doors off game two, so that one. No upsets. Um, I don't know. I would love to see uh, I would love to see Toronto lose first round. That would be hilarious to me. That would be like, so funny. I mean, obviously, the narrative is, like, they just can't beat LeBron. Like, they just, like, no matter what, they can't beat LeBron. So, if it's just, like, they lose to the fucking, to the magic. Like, name as many, let's, let's name, I think this is, like, I think, like, TNT literally did the segment. Name as many magic yeah, Okay, players. so let's not do that. I, I thought, I thought that I... I came up, had come up with that myself, but then I realized, like, wait, no, I'm just stealing this. Nope. Like, nope, not my idea. So forget that, nope. scratch that. Mo, Mo Bamba. Oh yeah, I forgot Mo Bamba's even on the team. I just know Aaron Gordon. He's an Arizona guy, so I've always been a fan of him. But no, I mean, I'm definitely here for playoff playoff basketball. The def, definitely the best uh, 
the deaf basketball, the de- definitely the best <laughs> postseason uh, basketball playoff there is. So, no doubt yeah. about that, right? For sure, everyone loves the first round of the NBA playoffs. I don't know about the whole a thing. A game every four days and just. I thought about the whole thing, not just the first round. It takes it takes like three weeks to get a round done. Yeah, it's the best. It's high intensity. That, everyone loves it. Can you guys think of any other playoff formats that are better? Oh, I think the uh, the March Madness tournament is a little bit better. Just a bit. Yeah. And I was telling Matt, like, how funny it is that Toronto or Tampa Bay has already been swept out of the first round for hockey. And, like, teams are just playing game two now for NBA. Yeah. Well, they're literally they, serious. But Tampa won, like, 62 games, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. I think I heard, a, I heard a kid in my class say today, I don't know if this they is true. They were tied for the best record. I saw that ESPN tweeted out. 62 and 20, tied for the best record of all time in an NHL regular season. And they got swept out of the first round by Artemi Panarin. Shout out Artemi Panarin, Redman. And the uh, Blue Jackets. So, I mean, I can't be too too upset about that. But fuck, fuck the, I mean, fuck the Lightning. Who cares? They're a bunch of losers. I've never liked them ever since the uh, 2015 playoffs. So, fuck yeah. Them. Now they try to ban the Blackhawks. Yeah, and the uh, and the the uh, Penguins lost. They got swept out of the first round too. I'm not. Yeah. I, I think they're they're the lower seed though. I think they were. So that's not as as shocking or. As... Yeah, just just get rid of all the villains. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, e- either way, no matter how what seed they are, sit sit the kid getting swept out of the first round, no goals. Uh, see, see the kid in my class who was sitting behind me talking about it today. Don't know if that's true or not, but he said Sidney Crosby had no goals. But, I mean, man, you, you got to wonder how this affects his legacy. Um, all right, explain it to Matt. What do you got? So, I don't know I don't know about you guys, but what, which other which weather app do you guys use? Um, if I'm just looking, like, what before class, I go on just the basic app on the iPhone. If I'm going, like, a Cubs game or something, and I'm, like, Better, better data, and just like more in depth than I go like Weather Channel's app. Dan, how about you? I usually just use the basic Apple app. So I okay. So I use I use the Weather Channel, and if you if you guys if anyone has Jake has Weather Channel app, but you you go on it and it says okay sixty five degrees out, then you gotta scroll down for like ten seconds and say okay like what like what like this like, this is what it actually feels like sixty degrees. What 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 why is isn't it the actual isn't the actual field temperature, isn't that just the temperature outside? Mm-mm. What's the difference? Go ahead and explain. The me. difference is, say there's a breeze, and you're feeling a slight breeze, it's going to feel cooler to you. Doesn't the breeze make it, the breeze no. makes it cooler outside? Mm-mm. It does not. Because if you just put a thermostat out there, it will say a certain temperature, but the thermostat cannot feel a breeze. Like It can't feel like humidity. It just feels temperature. A breeze, a breeze makes the temperature in the air cooler. Correct. But it doesn't so, like, factor in humidity and stuff, because obviously you know. What doesn't it could be like the temperature. The temperature and humidity are completely different. Humidity is not. I mean, yeah, humidity is not. Temperature. I'm. I'm, I'm correct. The way I'm not. Yeah. I'm, humidity and temperature is not the same. But if it's really humid out, it always feels hotter. Like 75 with 80 percent humidity, you're going to be sweating your balls out. But if it's 90 degrees with a slight breeze and no humidity, you're going to feel fine. It just seems like no matter what argument, it just seems to me like no matter what, like whatever the actual feel is, is what it actually is. That's the actual temperature outside. If that's how it feels for me going outside, that's how it feels for you going outside. If that's how it feels for like the fucking trees outside, whatever the hell is outside. If if it feels like seventy five, but like the thing says, oh, it's eighty. It feels like seventy five. It's just seventy five. Like like well, I I don't understand what the. I I understand what you're saying. Like it doesn't detect that, but like if there's a breeze, the breeze makes it cooler. Then that's just it is just cooler. That's just what the temperature is. That's what it feels like. Yeah, that's what that's, that's what the temperature is. I, I I couldn't explain that to you. I'm kind of glad Jake did. I don't really. I don't think I did give a good explanation. I'm not, I'm not buying the explanation, to be totally honest. I, I, I mean, I, I understood. I understand why it says that because it's like you go outside and there's like a breeze. But like, why doesn't the temperature like like why is that not taken into account? Like, it's like oh, it's 
five degrees cooler with this breeze. Well, then it's just five degrees cooler. It's not five degrees cooler, but with this breeze. It's just like that's just what it is. It's Maybe that's the base temperature. Let's Maybe. let's let's get Tom Skilling on the show. Oh, I actually have a, we actually have a friend uh, who Logan. is an intern. He's a, he interns with WGN and Tom Skilling. He works with Tom Skilling. Maybe I'll text him and have an answer for our next episode. But it just seems to me I understand what the whole thing is. Like if it's humid, if it's extra humid, then like it, the the temperature is different. But if it's extra humid and it feels extra humid, that's just whatever that extra temperature is. The actual that's just what the temperature is, in my opinion. I agree with you. That should be it, but it's it, it's not as stupid. It's just it just really pisses me off when I have to scroll down for like ten seconds. If, if anyone has the weather the weather channel app, they know my pain. It's like you look at your phone and it's like you might as well not even look like like what it says like seventy degrees because like it doesn't give it does not fucking matter because you well, whatever that actual even even the weather besides besides like a huge wind chill. Usually the weather that you're gonna it's it's gonna be like give or take five degrees, which isn't a huge difference. No, it's not. But well, it's that's not. But it just makes me angry that I have to scroll down and see what the actual temperature is. I'm not a fan of it. As well, unless it's because those those really cold days when it'd be like five degrees out, actual feel like negative twenty. Like that, that's a big yeah. difference. That, that makes a big difference. But that's that's a, that's what I was saying. Like with the exception of a wind chill. But when oh, it's yeah, like yeah. when it's like this outside. If it says 65 and it's really 60, I'm not going to really tell the difference. It just really – it grinds my gears. I have to scroll down and look at that with the, okay, here's the fucking fake temperature. Now here's the real temperature. It just it really grinds my gears. You know what really sucks with the temperature getting, like, warmer all of a sudden? is like, everyone's bodies, especially, like, the – it's it's worse in high school, but it's not as bad in college. But, like, people's bodies are, like, not ready for 70-degree weather. So they're kind of sweaty, and it just makes the classroom kind of stinky. It has that oh, musk-like no. – Oh, some people are sweating a little. They're not wearing deodorant. You said it's worse than in high school. Oh, it's much worse in high school. Oh, yeah. All boys high school at Rita, like. Yeah, no, they're definitely stinky. I went to Richard's co-ed school, and it's. I mean, there were definitely stinky children. People who you walk by and you're like, oh, that guy could, could probably use a little deodorant. But I've never been like a whole classroom stinks. I could definitely see a bunch of fucking Rita boys who oh, just try to put their deodorant on. Feels like that summer musk. They're about their yeah. their deodorant on them that morning, so it's just oh, it's just stinky. The and then you got then you got to like unstick your balls from your legs all the time. Yeah, no, that's the worst. Wearing those khaki shorts. Yeah. Or... You know what I have? I, I struggle with, and maybe you guys have any tips or any listeners can send in their tips, which I don't expect to happen. But anyways, um. So a few times, or whenever I go to the Cubs games, if I'm sitting out in the bleachers, you're sitting like the scorching sun. I always wear like khaki shorts, not like cargo shorts, but like it's like the same material, but just no like eighty five thousand pockets. I always get like a line of, oh, well, I think I have a sweaty ass. I always get like a line of sweat in my ass crack, and I get very uh, self conscious like when I stand up because it's like, what if I roll behind me? What if I stand up and the people behind me are sitting down? So like my ass is like at their face level, and they just look up and there's just <laughs> a line of like a fucking line of sweat. But, like holy shit! Or every time. Almost every time, even if it's the winter time, if I sit down in a chair, I won't even like feel sweaty or feel hot or anything. I'll get up and I'll look at the chair and there'll be a lot of sweat like on the chair, like it's like sweat from my ass. I get that sometimes. Yeah, Dude, I don't get it. Yeah, like, all, it's not constantly, but it's, it happens more more than I'd like to admit. And I, I I don't know. I just don't know what to do about it. Like if I'm going to the Cubs game, like I'm if I'm sitting in bleachers, I'm not gonna wear like I just I just don't know what pants can conceal that. Mm. Um, really not a lot. Yeah, it's like swim trunks or some shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just go like, I'll go like spill beer all over my ass cheeks and be like, oh boy, oh, man, darn, like see all this what like this beer, guys, this is beer, man. And I'll just sweat all over the place. I won't even give a shit. So, maybe but, that's but Matt, I think I think most people understand like, you, everybody's ass gets pretty sweaty. Yeah, it's true. So if if you you got a little swass going on, I think people understand. Everyone's like, yeah, it's like, hey man, like it's gross. Don't get me wrong, but hey, 
respect. Like, I understand. I, I know that struggle. You just you keep, keep fighting on, soldier. No, I agree. As I've gotten older, I've started to realize, I have realized, I'm starting to, like, get pit stains. I'm not a fan. I never, throughout high school, never was a, a guy of pit stains. And then one, one day, I was out in the summer, raised my hands up. I'm like, oh, what? what? I'm this, yeah. oh, it's not a good look. I get really self, self-conscious about the pit stains. I don't get pit stains, but if I... I'll sometimes feel like if I'm really hot for whatever reason, it's it's very rare. I'm not a big uh, armpit. I got I don't, I don't like I don't have very sweaty armpits. I like I like to keep the hair as trim as possible because it just gets real gross and it's easier mm-hmm. to put on deodorant, which obviously helps with sweat when you have shorter armpit hair. But I, like every now and then, I'll feel like a little like dribble, like a little bullet of sweat like going down my side. It's like oh that's tough. I feel the same way about like ass crack hairs. But when you shave you ass crack hairs, then it's all itchy because you have hairs like literally just growing into the other cheek. You have to look, oh, because they're short? Yeah. It's itchy for me because like if you don't clean it out, if you don't clean out all like the trimmed hairs. Oh, you don't clean out your ass? No, I do. Of course I do. But like I, it's it's not always easy to, the easiest to get up in there unless yeah. you literally no, take your hand and just like you're just like. Oh, you move one cheek and then just. Well, yeah, my, my biggest problem with sweat is like I get it like really bad on the back of my neck for some odd reason. Ooh. Sweaty neck, huh? Yeah. I don't think I've ever, that's never been the worst are the people that are just like balls of sweat playing basketball to wreck. It's disgusting, and I hate guarding those people just because you lay a hand on them. And it's just yeah, you don't want to touch them. They're, they're they're the hardest to guard because you just don't want to touch them. And, and also, I've become like my freshman sophomore year. I would I, I would I'd be fine. Obviously, I went to, well, obviously I went to the wreck a lot more my freshman sophomore year. because I had like an easier workload. But now that I'm uh, upper class, upper taking upper class upperclassmen classes, like 300, 400 level classes, like slightly more demanding. So, you know, you can't be as, at the rack as much. Maybe that's why. But nowadays, if I go, I'm just like a ball of sweat after one game. And I got, I feel like I'm that sweaty person. That's like, I touch you and you're like, Ooh, I don't want to. I've, I've, I've sort of become that guy too. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I don't know if it's because of age or just because I'm in like not as good shape because I'm not working out as much. But it's, 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 it's definitely, co- it's definitely because I'm out of shape. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I, I, I miss, I, no, I, I shouldn't be complaining. I'm like 21 years old. There's probably like, much older people out there listening to this that are like, fuck these kids, like, talking about their problems as 21-year-olds, like, go fuck yourself, but, yeah, it's not, it's not easy. It's not, not easy. And anything else you want to talk about, Dan? I had an idea, so, oh. well, no, not an idea, well, if we want to keep, if me and Jake would like to keep talking about Thrones, uh, Dan, if you want to start what, off, what do you, what do you got, what is it, it's going to be? I was thinking if, we, if me and Jake, I was going to propose the idea to Jake, if you want to talk about Thrones, we can keep talking, then obviously you watched your first episode, so if you want to stick around. You're, you're more like I, I can't tell you one thing. I, I literally just watched it because I, I needed – or I could, didn't want to get off the couch. I mean, it's like FOMO. Like, Twitter Twitter was, like, literally – I've never seen Twitter. Well, the first episode, obviously, there was, like, stage setting, a lot of things, like, reintroducing people in, in a situation. So not a lot of, like, action. Maybe that's why – maybe that's the reason for this. But Twitter, like, was – Twitter has been way more fun than the actual episode was. Like, all, like, the memes of that kid, Brand, like, oh, the wheelchair kid. Yeah. Been hilarious. I know. It's been that, great. That, that made watching the episode worth it for me. That creepy fuck, yeah, no. I, we, we were laughing. Me and Jake were, like, sitting here, like, laughing our asses off. Like, this kid's stuck. Do, do you want to join us for, for a little Thrones talk and sit in? If you want to leave, obviously, I know you're in a I don't I, Yeah, I probably want to head out of this because, like, I, I there's nothing I could add in. Really. Okay. Besides, besides the fact that I, like, watched a couple people die. The one fucked up thing was, like, the kid that got, like, set on fire or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The kid that got turned into a white at the end. He was already dead. Yeah. So. He was, he was already dead. Like, he was, he was already actually dead, and then, like, he came back to the little to explain. Yeah, so, yeah, whatever. I, yeah, but other than that, I can't really add anything. So, if Dan hangs up, do the stuff record? Yep. So, should we stop it then? Re-record? Yep. Okay. All right. We'll see you this weekend, Dan. Yes, I'll see you. Bye. Bye.
so it's just Jake and I, Dan's uh, on his way back for Easter, Easter weekend, so he's heading back home to the fam. So Jake and I were here talking about Thrones. Uh, I mean, it was, so like we were saying before, it was more of a stage setting episode where there are definitely some, like, funny moments, some, like, interesting moments, some new things. Uh, Gendry, or not, Gendry. Gendry, is it Gendry? Mm-hmm. Gendry and Arya, uh, I mean... They they've always kind of had like a like little like lovey dovey relationship. I don't know like, when's the last time we even like saw them together. Was it in a season? Either end of season one or beginning season no. two. End of no, season no, no, one. it was season two because season one. Season Ned Stark. Two, I was gonna say the last episode of that was Ned Stark getting beheaded. So yeah. But either yeah. way, like we haven't seen them together in like a long, a long, long. It would be time. season two. A long, long time, and then for them to come back and be like, "Hey, we're just gonna fuck." <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm here for it. I wrote I wrote a little blog about it on secondcityreport.com if anyone's interested in reading that, where I kind of pointed out. It made some like jokes about the bigger moments from the episode, but um, it was I don't know it it, it it feels weird seeing it because Arya well not Arya well Arya is like she's always been like the younger like, younger sister to all of us I feel like where it's like no boy will ever be good enough and I just I I'm not gonna be here if they show like a Gendry in her sex sex scene I, I'm not I'm not here for I that. I'd be out on that yeah no I also another thing I I've been hearing lately from our various podcasts and like Twitter and stuff is that so you know when the waif and Arya fought in the uh, yeah, I heard. I heard a theory. I don't think this is true. I don't think this is true. Actually, now that I think about it, now that I think because I I actually thought about it and pointed out why I was wrong. But I heard a theory that the waif actually killed Arya and she planned her face. Mm. And so people are waiting for the waif to just like take her face off or like Littlefinger, is like in Arya's face. I don't like the little like finger. That. I don't like the little finger thing. That stuff bothers me because that is just what the fuck. You can just do anything. I think anything could happen, and you could have no reason for it. Just say. And just be like, well, that's just uh, ma- the faceless men. Like, what's next, dragons? What the fuck? <laughs> True. Like, children of the forest? Well, I mean, come on, let's, well, let's not get too crazy here, no. Game of Thrones. My one favorite thing about this episode was, especially with Sam, just getting being down by Daenerys yeah. towards the end. Just it, It's made a riff, or a possible riff, between Jon Snow and Daenerys coming in the future. And I think a lot of people are going to have to pick which mm-hmm. side they're on. And I'm already with Jon Snow. Like... I had Ryan on, my brother, last week when we previewed the whole season. Like, seasons one through C, Daenerys was my favorite character. I loved her. Mm. But ever since she started, like, getting some power, she's getting a little little testy for me. A little obnoxious, like, a little cocky. I don't yeah. like it. And I don't like it, to be honest. I mean, her, like, roasting, her roasting Sam's dad and uh, brother was a wild little interior. like, we don't have to do that. And she's like, no, if they don't, if they don't bow to the crown, like, fuck them. They're going to be burning like toast. But I think one thing that I, I don't know if I've, if maybe you've heard other people, whenever I think of Thrones Theory, I always think, like, this has to have been somewhere else. I, I know I didn't see it somewhere else, like, I'm not stealing it from someone, but it's like a thought that I've, I'm having, but I just always assume, like, someone mm. else has to have had this thought or pointed it out. I don't know how the North is going to react, the, North, the Northern folk, because, I mean, they've already given Jon Snow shit for bending the knee, when, like, obviously we know, like, who fucking cares if he bent the knee, like, like, not, like we're, we're just trying to survive, we're trying to beat the Night King, like, who cares if he bent the knee to Daenerys? How are they gonna re- if they find out if all those people in that bit, big room like Lady Mormont and them from Barren Island shout out? How are they gonna react if they figure out he's Targaryen? Larry, Lady Mormont's not taking any of his shit. No, she's not. But how are they gonna uh, react uh, if they're uh. they're not gonna be happy? If he's I have Targaryen. no clue. How, I didn't even think of that because right they did like the on next week episode, which I don't like that I watched. I should have turned it off. Um, they just basically it seems like Jamie's gonna have like a trial in front of everyone, like because mm. Daenerys hates him because he killed her dad. Brand just fucking got pushed out like ten story building. Brand doesn't like have emotion though. I feel like I feel like Brand's not angry or mad or glad, whatever the fuck that he's well, there. Even if he's not mad, then Sansa and uh Arya and John will be like, Hey dude, what the fuck's this about? 
I just feel like he's like barely even human anymore. He'll probably be like, nah, it's fine. Like it's, it's cool. I don't really care. We're cool. I could see into the future now. He's like, it's I'm in this fucking wheelchair, but whatever. Like no one will move me from That's this wheelchair. That's fucking funny. He just didn't move. No, he was in the same Stuck spot. Stuck in the mud. I, I don't, and two things. One thing I put out on the blog is how sly he was and like handing off the duties to go tell John about his true heritage. He's like, Sam goes, well, you're his brother. He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, fuck. And the other thing I was thinking is like, how how. How wheelchair accessible are the crypts, you think? Probably not very... Mm-mm. I mean, I, I saw a tweet about that. Like, how, how wheelchair accessible is Winterfell in general? I mean, it's, it can't be easy for no, a boy in a wheelchair. I don't think there's a single ramp. It's all no. stairs. I think he's got to be living on the first floor. There, there, there's no other option. And I've never once in this entire show, like, seen him roll himself around places. No, I have neither have I. So I think that, I, Someone's yeah, always pushing him. Yeah. But, or uh, carrying him if it's, uh, not Helen Reed. What was like the Reed girl's name? Oh, um, Where'd she I then? forget. She went back to her, her home because she's like, oh, I got to go help like defend the place with my family. And Bran's just like, okay, thanks. And she's yeah. like, are you fucking serious? That's all I get. He's like, yeah, thanks. What was her? Mira. I forget her. Mira Reed. And yeah. Reed, and mm-hmm. Helen was her brother because I think it was Helen. Mm-hmm. Helen dies and she's like, my brother died. And you're like, like see you later, thanks. Like, Bye. Pat on the back, like, get home safe. Don't then, even, like, call me an Uber. Don't even, like, pay for the taxi home. You're just like, good luck at home. And then Cersei inspired every, like, basic Tinley girl's Tinder bio to be like, if you want a whore, buy one. If you want a queen, earn her. And then proceeds to fuck Euron. Immediately like, fucks Euron. Just, like, seconds later. I don't even know how he did it. I, I, I'm trying to think of exactly how he did it. I'm, I'm going to rewatch the show, maybe tonight or tomorrow. But I definitely do want to go back and rewatch it. Just to, you know, pick up on things that I missed uh, from the first watching. But yeah, I'm not even sure how he did it. I think he said something like, "Oh, I'm getting so lonely." Yeah. And like he's, and then she, like, she's walking into her like room, into her place, and she turns around. She gives him like the look, and I, I, I didn't even like pick up on it. But apparently, it was like, a, like yeah, come fuck me now, look, because he just like walks by the mountain, stares down the mountain, and the next thing you know, it's like, so was I as good as the Kingslayer? It's like, oh boy, this guy's just got no, absolutely no, uh, no like I'm not even sure what the word is. Filter. I guess yeah, he's just got no filter. Yeah, nothing. And he's got for huge it. balls, just. I don't like the character Euron. Like, I don't care about anyone from the Iron Islands. Like, in the books, Euron's a fucking stud. And then, like, the books, the Iron Islands have, like, a bigger role. But just, like, show-wise, there's just not enough time. Just, I wouldn't be, like, sad if they're, if Euron saw a White Walker and, like, actually dips for real. And then just, they just cut out their story. I wouldn't care. Um, it's ridiculous how much of a storyline it was that, uh, like, you know, you're, oh, what's his name? Uh, Theon. Like, Theon getting Yara back from uh, Euron. I'm just Theon, Euron, and Yara is fucking weird. Uh, it's just it was such a storyline like Theon, Theon hops off the boat because he has like no chance to save Yara, which was like the right move in my opinion. Obviously, it's like oh you're a coward, like why didn't you fight and like go fucking die, like like why wouldn't you die? So then you could both just be dead. Like no, I think that was probably the smart move to jump off the boat and like fight like fight to live another day and like get her back. But it was just they made it was just so fucking easy. Like he's just like banging Cersei. And he just, like, practically walks onto the boat, like, kills one person, and he's like, yeah, like, let's go home now. And then, like, they make it back, and it's like, oh, that was easy. Bye. Okay. I mean, I'm happy they did that rather than spend, like, a lot of time on it, because obviously, like, now we're not on a time crunch, like, there will be, like, long fucking episodes coming up, but with only the five episodes left, like, I'm happy they're not spending, like, a shit ton of time on it. I almost said they spent, like, ten minutes on that Jon Snow, uh... Fucking, just, yeah, the... Which... The joyride, just, who cares? Which I, which I, and people, I've been hearing people, and it does make sense that it kind of shows that like maybe like, they should have realized that he's Targaryen because not anyone like you or I or like fucking Jamie Lannister or like Tormund I'm just like naming random people who aren't Targaryen like they couldn't just, like jump on a, on a dragon and like ride it like that so I think that it was kind of like showing like they should like they should have realized like uh, Daenerys should like maybe like realize like hey like this is like getting like way too easy another theory I saw also is that 
this, the, the dragons will, the dragons might realize that he's, like, the true king. And, like, they're just not going to listen to uh, Daenerys. Daenerys anymore. Which would, she would be, oh, livid. She would not be happy about that not at all. Not one bit. But, they, I mean, they are her, they are her, they are her, her kids, her children. So, I, I don't know if I really see that truly happening. But, if that does happen, who? I think, my prediction, though, I think John's going to, like, tell her... If at all, I, I could see them just being like, hey, let's just like keep this under wraps because like, we don't need the North, like, the Northern folk finding out. We don't need Daenerys. We definitely don't need Daenerys finding out and like, taking her dragons and going home and being like, fuck you. So I think that they'll either hide it from her or John will tell her and be like, listen, because like, he has no interest in ruling anything. So I think maybe he'll just be like, listen, like I'm the true king. Like, sure. But like, like I, 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 I bend the knee to you. Like, I, want you to be my, I want you to be the queen. Like, I don't want that. Jake's watching the Cubs game. Yes. Um, Were you listening to any of that? No, I was listening okay. to all of that. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a riff, and Daenerys is not going to take that kindly at all. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be pissed because I think everyone else will be like, well, Jon Snow, like, you're not a bash now, and you actually are the right flair, so we'll still support you, although you are in the north, and we're typically not a fan of Targaryens. I think they'll have an exception for Jon, um, and the northern folk are going to pick Jon over Daenerys, and then she will not be happy, quite upset. But they'll figure it out, and they'll be like, hey, we still got to, you know, defend ourselves from these White Walkers. They're coming. They're, yeah. they're not stopping. Like, And how about Tormund? There's like, yeah, the White Walkers are already here. How about we, like, circle around them to get to Winterfell before them? Like, how about yeah. we just sit in that castle? Because they're not there anymore. They're not coming back. Oh, come on, you got to go fight with the, you got to go fight with Jon Snow and them. Yeah. They'd be dead. Tormund would be dead if it wasn't for Jon Snow. Because they'd be north of the wall, so they'd be very dead by now. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I mean, it'll be funny if they... Somehow, if they, if they somehow get back to Winterfell before the, uh, before the, episode the three, before the White Walkers do, that's just, like, a crack of shit. And how do they not see, how do they not, like, see a, uh, dragon? How's, like, a dragon not, like, like, how has no one, like, seen a dragon flying around and been like, whoa, that's a, that's a, that's a dead dragon up there. Like, what's going on? Like, I just, I don't understand how that, how that, or how they, I don't know. How they even fucking survive? Because Tormund, Tormund was on top of the wall. The last shot of season seven that we saw, that we saw was, uh, the dead White Walker dragon fucking blowing up the wall and Tormund like was like literally right there like where it was so like there is debates as like whether he was alive and whether any of them were alive and you just see like 80 of them not 80 like 20 of them mm-hmm. they all like walked away and they were fine like how did like the rest of the army actually like savage them I'm not quite sure but no clue but it was a pretty good episode everything was set up uh Bronn is I don't think Bronn is gonna kill Tyrion or Jamie. if anything he'll just like go and be like hey you said whatever they're paying me you'll double right and Tyrion will be like yep and then that'll be settled Brown will probably go fight up in north with, fight up in the north with them. So I don't know, pretty good episode. I'm excited for Sunday. I think a low key fun or a low key good moment that no one's like talking about. Everyone's just talking about how boring it was. Is it was just very cool and interesting to see people on screen together and interacting with each other. Like you've never seen, like I've we've never seen, Sansa Stark and uh Daenerys. and Bran Stark or not non human Bran Stark. Like a lot of any of these people, like any of the northern people, we've never seen them interact with uh, our of that area. Never seen them interact with uh, Daenerys and like just a lot of other situations where people are like like Jamie Lannister going back to Winterfell since for the first time since he fucked his sister in that uh, empty castle, just stuff like that. Like a lot of there's a lot a lot of cool moments like that where it's like oh like I just I've always wondered like what their like, what their interaction would be like. I'm not gonna lie, I've been very excited because when Jon Snow saw Sansa again at uh, Black Cat or Castle Black, it was like a big hug, big emotional moment. And it just wasn't when he saw Arya because I think he liked Arya more because like she was more boyish and they more connect they had more of a connection in season one when they were together. I was a little bit a little bit uh, let down and disappointed by the Jon Snow Arya reunion. I was thinking I thought I'd be like 
cur- like tears maybe like I missed you so much. I'll, and, smi- and it, I'll smile like an idiot. And it was. Don't get me wrong. It was definitely good to see. But I was just I was just hoping for more. I thought I, I was hoping like they would cry so then I could cry. But me no, and Matt were cry. laughing because we've I've gone through this, but it was kind of like. Jon Snow is bringing, like, a girlfriend home, and the mom, mom being Sansa, just hated her. Yeah. And I've been through that situation before where you know your mom doesn't like your girlfriend. It's like, this is just awkward. No one's having a good time, and this sucks for me. Because then, like, you're just getting bitched at from both ends. And can we just talk about, I, I, meant to, I mentioned this as well, kind of connecting it to, like, a real-life boyfriend-girlfriend situation that we, like, any of us could be in. So, obviously, like, they've been, they've, been, they, they've been together for how long, you know, Jon Snow and Daenerys... Who, I mean, obviously, it's, like, you don't really know with, like, Game of Thrones time. Say, like, two weeks. They've known each other for, like, two weeks, max. And now, like, they're, like, they're in the North, and, like, they're, like, literally fighting to save humanity. But it's just funny because, like, they're be- they're being put in these situations where they have to, like, come together and make these big situations, but they've been dating for, like, two weeks. Like, what, what situation could you imagine where, like, you're dating a girl, and, like, you're, like, you're facing similar odds or, like, similar high-tense situations, but your relationship is so, like, young? Like, I can't even, like, imagine. I honestly don't even know. There's nothing like life or death, but I'm just trying to think, like, maybe if I met a girl, like, a week before the GRE, which is, like... I don't know what that means. It's the grad school equivalent to the ACT, so it's, like, a huge test to get into grad school. Yeah. Like, that's, like, a super stressful time for people in my situation, so I guess, like, that's the closest I can think of. I don't even... I I can't even, like, imagine. It's just, like, funny to think when you you kind of put in, like, real-world situation, obviously Game of Thrones is not near real world at all Mm-mm. but just like how like, young their situation like how, how young their relationship is and it's like, okay yeah you guys work together to uh keep everyone happy you know make sure no one like hates each other and everyone can come together and there's no backstabbing or anything and like yeah just go ahead and save all humanity like yeah good luck guys that's uh, all just, i got yeah jake's jake's gonna i'm tired here, so. i got not a lot of sleep but so well, all you all you if everyone yeah, anyone who came back and uh kept on listening i appreciate you and uh, i think we'll be i think we should do this after every yeah, I'm probably doing this. Just letting Danny go in and talking for another 20 minutes or... How long yeah, did we go? Yeah, exactly. Don't release a whole other episode. About 15. I think, like, I think 45 minutes. I think the, other, the first episode was about... Yeah. The first part of it was about 40 minutes. So, no, definitely strong. So, yeah, see, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Oh yeah. Pardon my take. Taking over for the 9-9 and also the 2000. Drink pain. That's grit. Drink pain. Getting lit. Drink pain. That's my shit. Drink pain. That's grit. Sipping on some glossy white. Wash it down. Stomach's tight. Hand me a straw. Head feeling light. Chug and primer like a sprite. I eat pieces of grit like you for breakfast. I'm on your head, weigh you down like I'm a necklace. Give you CTE, then you forget this. Driving RV3, driving reckless. Drink pain. That's grit. Drink pain. Get lit. Drink pain. Oh, oh, that's my shit. Drink pain. That's grit. Big cat with the juicy tang. I'm going hard in the motherfucking pain. I'm a dirty boy, ain't no same. Huff the fumes until I faint. Got a pine finish when I stay my deck. Watch it drip right down my neck. Paint, love that paint in my mustache. Paint all in my butt crack, paint all in my nuts. That's grit. Drink pain. Getting lit. Drink pain. That's my shit. Drink pain. That's grit. Cocho. Down in the bayou. Cocho. Hold that tiger. Cocho. Down in the bayou. Cocho. Hold that tiger.
that tiger, Jeff Van Gundy. Let me tell you a little something about that tiger. That tiger's seen it all. That tiger's been through it all. And you know how it persevered, Jeff Van Gundy? Grit. The nittiest of the gritty was that tiger. He never gave up. He had the eye of the what? The tiger, Jeff Van Gundy. Celtics by five. Love you guys. Come back next week, please.